0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Irreligiosity 2.0, the One True Podcast. Today's episode, I believe, is about, what, do you believe part two? I think that's it. Do you believe I believe part that, two? that
1: that's what it's about. Yes.
0: You can't prove that shit, but I believe it. Matt, you're going to have to do this podcast alone. Uh, I can't go on. My what? leg's broken. What? What are you talking about? Your job's done here, son. No, I won't. I won't
1: leave you. <laughs> I can't. Just, wonder, know, get under.
0: get up. <laughs> I wonder why, if his leg's broken, oh my god, spoiler alert, we can't, we spoiler can't. Spoiler alert, can't. his leg is broken. <laughs> this is why, the prequel
1: you, to The Six Million Dollar Man. Why do you wave off a rescuer if your leg is broken? Right. Okay. No, I'm hurt. Uh, don't <laughs> rescue me. Nope. I just let me die. If I was fine... Then you can rescue me.
0: It is the, the pre story for the Million Dollar Man. He uh, gets his leg broken in a car accident, and we're like, we can rebuild him. We, we have the technology.
1: Him. They slather him in aborted fetuses, and that's why he looks younger
0: in the. That's situation. right, the stem cells. Stem cells. Although it's not very difficult to make an 89 plus year old man better, stronger, and faster. It's not that much Bye. of a technological challenge. Viagra. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh God! Thanks for that image. <laughs> you don't want the
1: image of Lee Majors doing it in your head
0: with Sybil Shepherd.
1: Sybil Shepherd? No,
0: not not my first choice.
1: Um, how about Jim and Laurie Baker? I've seen that
0: too many times.
1: <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> uh, wait, what? <laughs> uh, skunk dicks? Is that? Uh, did I hear a a segue into skunk dicks? I did. I segued. Nice.
1: Segued right into that shit.
0: Jim and Lori Baker. I think the last time I heard of them were uh, in the nineteen early nineties, maybe late eighties. Yeah, late eighties. Uh, he he
1: was a criminal, some kind of mastermind criminal Wait. rapist. Is that spelled with a K? Uh, no, he wasn't that cool back then. Oh, okay. He spelled it with a mere C, <laughs> lowercase. Oh. <laughs> now he got in trouble for. Um, First of all, they were selling these lifetime $1,000 memberships uh, to their luxury hotel, Heritage USA, and then when they sold out of them, they just kept taking money when people would pay for them, and just keep sending that in, uh, even though we don't have any more rooms.
0: Um, (laughs) I can't keep these televangelists straight. It's hard. (laughs) I remember a picture of uh, Tammy Faye, I think, crying her eyes out with all the mascara running, but that... Uh, picture blurs together with uh, the other uh, televangelist who uh, was crying his eyes out. Yeah, that Lord. guy. Yeah. Who who what was that guy's name? Oh fuck, who was
1: that guy? Was that a Graham or? A,
0: it was probably a Graham. Something I don't know. I mean, I just have another just another Something about prostitutes. It's impossible to keep this. It's, it's it's always
1: money and prostitutes. They've, they're still they've embezzled some money. In Baker's case, he kept like. Three and a half million dollars for himself. He paid off Jessica Hahn, who was, uh, according to her, her story was that she was drugged and raped. And his story that is, of course, that was consensual drug and rape. Oh. Uh, and that's why he paid her 280 grand.
0: So the Cosby defense. Yes. Way, way before Bill Cosby. Um, thought I he guess was. that would be the Baker defense then. <laughs> yeah.
1: But now Jim Baker, he's all grown up. He's not crazy at all. Either. Uh, I
0: can't believe he's still alive.
1: He has found the real truth behind Planned Parenthood. Oh,
0: they are hidden mean,
1: satanic tables.
0: I was going to say the real truth, <laughs> such as this is all overblown. Uh, oh, right. and none of it's accurate. It's a hit piece on uh, an organization that does wonderful work. But no, right. and, so, yeah, and satanic rituals would have been my second guess.
1: If you read the news this weekend, you'll find out the Republicans pretty much admitted that that was just a, just a feel-good, off some steam moment. Just... Get them in here so we can yell at them and, and <laughs> lie some shit and try to defund the entire program. Try to defund the whole thing and then yeah. and then ah oh, okay I feel better now but
0: ah yeah it's just pandering to their idiot constituency.
1: <laughs> oh anyway Chip Baker uh, and his wife his now wife I don't know whatever happened to Tammy Faye I don't, I, don't I don't know I don't know but um Lori Baker according to them the most dangerous place for a human to be in America today is Inside the mother's womb. <laughs> <laughs> Coming Fraught with danger. One in five babies. 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 And one in two African-American babies are aborted in the United States. And also, you've probably heard this a long time ago. Planned Parenthood purposely placed clinics in the black community because the organization's founder is a racist who's a master of eugenics, who believes that blacks should
0: die. Yep, I've heard that. Yep. Yes. Uh, but they I were like, yeah, yeah. The rate of miscarriage is, what, one in three or one in four? So, you know, God's uh, right there with Planned Parenthood and aborting these babies. Massive, massive murderer of yeah. babies. Yeah. Um, it's a dangerous place, the mother's womb.
1: It is. And, and Planned Parenthood, according to Jim Baker, Planned Parenthood means kill the babies.
0: in you know illuminati speak i guess so
1: i thought it was a combination of a couple words planned and parenthood well you
0: rearrange the letters and it says spells out kill the babies (laughs) did you know planned parenthood is an anagram for (laughs) "kill the babies if you say planned parenthood and then like record the record backwards play it backwards (laughs)
1: kill the babies (laughs) kill the babies (laughs) um (laughs) You know, you could probably just say that at a rally and people would. totally <laughs> yeah, plant parents and anagram for kill the babies.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, where internet legends are born. <laughs> right here. Also,
1: according to the other co-host, they're natal Nazis.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> you got to get the Hitler reference in there somewhere. Yeah. And alliteration. I'm, Sweet. I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. You see, Chuck. God's judgment is coming,
1: says Jim Baker, mm-hmm. because it's a pile of babies. Almost, I'm oh, sorry, but it's a pile. pile of babies. Pile of Almost babies. 70 billion, oh, million. Sorry, I didn't mean to exaggerate there. Uh, babies tall. Mountains and mountains and mountains of babies. That is one large pile of babies. I did not exaggerate what he said that time. <laughs> He said three mountains of babies. <laughs> and they're mountains
0: upon mountains. Well, are they Kansas Mountains or yeah? Really, are we talking Rocky
1: Mountains, Himalayan Mountains? Exactly.
0: Come on, you got to give us some sort of perspective (laughs) on what I don't know what seventy million babies piled on top of each other how high that is.
1: It's it's got to be just very mountainous.
0: It seems like it would just be a large hill
1: of babies. Yes. (laughs) My God, that's a large pile of babies. (laughs) What are you, crazy? That's mountains of babies.
0: (laughs) It depends on where they were aborted, right? If it's the first Uh, trimester, then it's barely an anthill. Um, Suddenly,
1: like any creationist conversation, it suddenly segues into a completely different point, but somehow supported by the last point. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. Did you know creationism is true because there are no accidental babies?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I've had a few Uh, friends that would disagree. That supports creationism. (laughs) No accidental babies. You see, I'm quoting. You're sitting
1: here talking about this, and I think you have. I think you have. Your eyes are there. They're not below your mouth. Your mouth didn't somehow land up on your forehead. If this was all accidental, which is what
0: evolution is, right? Accidental. You'd have an ear there. (laughs) That's true. That's true. If evolution were true... You have an ear where your mouth is and a mouth where your ear is, because it's all uh, <laughs> random. Right. It just lands anywhere.
1: It just gro- gro- forget, grows
0: this Just forget about differential reproductive success over time. It's uh-huh. just every generation entirely random.
1: Yeah. And also a former Satanist told him that he performed 164 satanic rituals inside of abortion clinics.
0: Yeah. See, he's stuck in the 80s because that was a, the big bugaboo of the 80s was right. Satanism, Satanic Satanism. rituals.
1: Satanic rituals. Oh, oh, I found a star. What's that? Uh, what's Pent- that star? The pentagram. Yeah, the pentagram painted on a sidewalk under an overpass. Some Satanist. sort of
0: massive under, you know, network of, of covens sacrificing babies. But somehow there's no one's missing any babies. It was amazing how that happened. I love how Lori Baker at this point totally
1: agreed with this. She's like, <laughs> "Absolutely!" I, I, mean, I can't prove it because I wasn't there, but you know. I will tell you, especially on Halloween, yeah. that there are many, 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 many satanic rituals.
0: Wow! <laughs> how many many did they say? That's, she a said, oh. That's a lot. It's a lot of many's. Yeah, I and would have stayed. I would have held off on the fourth many. I probably would have just restrained myself to three. Right. Three I would days. have agreed with that.
1: Four many's is too many. It's really... Uh, <laughs>
0: uh, it's really... You, you enter into the range of hyperbole once you get to that fourth many.
1: I can't take you seriously. <laughs> four many's? I mean, but, telling me that satanic rituals performed as abortion rituals and, quote, it's the truth. But when you say four many's,
0: no. preposterous.
1: You lost me there.
0: Preposterous. That's <laughs> where I draw the line. Oh, my oh, God. My. Wonderful. Yeah. That's... Uh, Yeah, that's definitely skunk dick material.
1: Yeah. Uh, The Antichrist spirit is loose, Jim Baker declared. (laughs) You know, I believe the first horse of the apocalypse is the satanic, the white horse. This apocalyptic fiend is the spirit of Antichrist, and it's riding.
0: (sighs) The spirit's here. Whose job was it to keep the Antichrist spirit uh, uh, cooped up? Because they totally fucked up that job.
1: All you have to do is put them in their corral.
0: I almost forgot what that word was. <laughs> like he forces. The barn door opened once and that spirit is out of there. It's, Loose out, upon it's, out the there. World.
1: it's out there doing abortion rituals.
0: The number of satanic rituals in basements of Planned Parenthood has increased exponentially since the Antichrist's ghost was loosed upon the world. I love these guys. They just live in this fucking fantasy world. It's wonderful. Oh, yeah. Like they I talk to each other and they're like all nodding. Oh, yeah. yeah, that makes yeah. perfect uh-huh. sense. Uh-huh. Yeah, That's <laughs> <Hopefully. laughs> absolutely true. Uh, yeah, there's rampant Satanism in, in the United yeah. States. Yep. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's what they do, abortions. Satanic ritual baby abortion clinics. That's
1: what they should call them.
0: Right. They don't just fuck around with uh, putting uh, goat-legged monuments where the Ten Commandments monuments are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually sacrificing babies beneath Planned Parenthood. Uh, you can watch the whole video. It was...
1: Uh, broadcast October 8th so search that on YouTube I'm good <laughs> the Jim Baker show
0: I think I'll skip that one
1: Jim Baker the skunk dick
0: now we're gonna crown him skunk dick because uh I believe we've got a lot to get to today
1: we uh, do have uh, a lot. in
0: addition to finishing uh, do you believe uh we have an anthropological corner we do not correct if I'm not uh, mistaken you are. and and uh what else do you have up your sleeve I
1: have um things people hand to me or stick in my mailbox for some reason it's <laughs> <Awesome laughs> kind up. of a that's kind of a, an odd name for a bit, but <laughs> so every now and then somebody hands me something out of nowhere um These are usually little christian tracks i, I like to point out, Chuck that if I went around handing little atheist
0: tracks to people, how do you think that'd go over <laughs> I think that'd go over pretty well um I wonder why pilots get a bunch of tracks. Has this happened to you more than once, right? It has. I've never, you know, sometimes people ask me if I believe in God, and uh, I usually just tell them flat out, no. <laughs> That's important yeah. to you. You're not going to be happy with my medical care.
1: I. That's very nice you say no, because I usually answer like this.
0: <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> I can't tell myself. I, it's kind uh, of a uh, dick move, but I always do it I'm like, oh, no.
0: Of <laughs> <laughs> course not. I have uh, mastered the act of uh, restraining from laughing in patients' faces.
1: <laughs> it just happened to me the other day. I flew with somebody. He's like, hey, are you LDS? I'm like, no. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, of course anyway, not. I want to point out that I'm not making fun of this nice old lady that ha- handed this to me. Because she is a very nice lady. Thanked me for my Said I had a good landing. Did you? Did you? <laughs> did you have a good landing? I did. I'm fucking landing master, baby. That's an um, important part of the flight. You know, a little pilot rant here. Everyone always judges us by the landing. There's a lot of shit that goes on before that. Oh, come on. It's on you fucking do, autopilot the whole you time. You do everything just amazingly well, and then you kind of like, yeah, a little harsh landing, a little bump. Everybody's like, oh, God, well.
0: <laughs> Go back to flight school, bastard. Seriously?
1: Anyway, I'm not going to make fun of her. I, You know, I... I People like that, I think they really, they mean good, right? I just want to
0: know why they think it's appropriate to just kind of hand you a, a track as they're exiting the plane. Do you believe, Chuck? If you believe, <laughs> what's right. the, what's the, what's the. You got to act on it. You got to act
1: on it. That's why. Anyway, I'm, I am going to make fun of the thing she handed me, though. So <laughs> <laughs> there's a difference. There's a difference. Um, it's titled, Is There Hope After Death? No, and no, yeah. The inside, I go. It says no. That's the whole. That, that's an atheist pamphlet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: This one says you open it. Says Michael Jackson's untimely death shocked the world. Well, it's interesting, at least.
0: Yes, Scott, you're the beginning. Uh, where did he really go? Where does anyone go? Michael Jackson went straight to hell. <laughs> exactly. You can't abuse children. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the thriller video? Satanic.
1: Uh, do saints instantly soar to heaven while sinners plunge to hell? Is there a holding tank? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. What about reincarnation? Might we return as mice? <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a pretty good life. Uh, our world is full of conflicting theories, but we will consult only one source the Holy Bible. The Bible.
0: <laughs> the Bible.
1: I love how they're honest, though. Oh. And the Bible's last book, The Revelation, solemnly warns that an invisible fallen angel named Satan <laughs> deceives the entire world. Uh, yeah, so this, if this is true, we can't expect the majority of human beings to be right about anything.
0: Well, then. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, Well, let's just turn that inward uh, and have you actually accept the consequences of that statement.
1: Yeah, no, they, they
0: just go right, past. They everyone, go right past. Everyone else is wrong. <laughs> I am correct. They're only consulted one source, Chuck, yeah. we expect?
1: There are, this is, this is, now you have to study here. There's three primary views. Let's keep things simple. Uh, first of all, there are just three viewpoints about death, under which most evidence theories fail. Number one, you're dead and that's it. That's right. Yeah. This is quite popular, though
0: utterly dismal. Name that fallacy. <laughs> the fallacy of I don't like the consequence, so fuck that hypothesis. Uh, they assume death is the end. Full stop.
1: That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's all. That's all they say about that part. <laughs> oh, okay. Number they just, two. They just don't like it, basically. They just don't like it. You're dead. In this- yeah. Don't like it. That's it's not funny. consoling. Therefore, uh, no. false. Uh, how about this one? The immortal soul. Soul. Um, what did i say sal the immortal sal the immortal Ho. uh this second view which is the most common one it's the most common the first was quite popular now we're into the most common uh teaches that we die only the body decomposes while the higher self or quote soul <laughs> journeys on much like a snake shedding its skin eh eh oh okay yeah.
0: So basically, uh, when we die, our skin sort of melts off and we keep going. Yes. That's the, that's the analogy. And our serpent uh, body slithers on. We, <laughs> we just kind of shed some skin cells
1: and continue existing. <laughs> and finally, mortal souls in the resurrection. The final view argues that the word soul refers to the entire person and not some distinct immortal aspect. Oh. When God created Adam, he, quote, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. That's not how you do CPR. Nostrils? Nostrils. What is he blowing into his nose for? Right. I don't know. Thus man doesn't have a soul. He is a soul. Ooh, that's deep. Okay. Deep. Well, if
0: that's the case, then when you die, so does your soul. Ah, but after man
1: sinned, his entire person, or I'm doing air quotes, soul, because this is how it's written, (laughs) became mortal or, quote, subject to death. When sinners die, they return to the dust, and the breath of life returns to God. It's not a conscious ghost that can visit Pretoria after its host is buried in Cape Town. I don't know why they went to South Africa with that, but they did. Yeah, what, why, <laughs> Who? what, what just happened there? We have, this is an African pamphlet, I <laughs> South Africa. <laughs> uh, which view is right? For starters... We reject atheistic nihilism. See, they don't, even, they don't care about the truthiness of it. Just reject it outright. No, not only, yeah, they're like, <laughs> again, I don't like it, therefore I reject it. Because we believe God exists, his word is true, there's a heaven and a hell too. But what about the other two views with their opposing ideas? What does God's book really teach? Now we shall find out. Bible facts. Facts. About death. These are facts, Chuck. Can't argue with facts. As we already seen, the Holy Bible teaches God first for to Adam. That's a fact. Years later, 70 souls went to Egypt. That's a fact. The context shows this wasn't talking about 70 ghosts, but 70 living human beings. That's it. A soul is a person. That fact is now established. Did you get it? Did you follow along there? Well, there you go. That's all you need. <laughs> there you go. I'm done. Next, fact. Fallen human beings are not immortal. If you look up the word immortality in any... Bible concordance, you'll discover that it applies only to God. God alone has mortality. 1 Timothy. And it's only after his saints are resurrected that the second coming Jesus Christ and this mortal will put on immortality. First Corinthians. Obviously his saints would have put on an immortal existence if they previously had one. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got I, lost there. <laughs>
0: I, I think they're having serious trouble uh, figuring out the difference between a fact and an opinion based on a text <laughs> that is thousands of years old. It says fact, Chuck,
1: says it right there. Next fact, in the Bible, death is called sleep. In the Old Testament, King David prayed for protection lest he sleep the sleep of death.
0: Huh? Well, that is 100%. I I've, I've got nothing, man. That is true.
1: Yeah, at the end of the world, those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Yep. Thus, dead people lie peacefully sleeping until Resurrection Day.
0: I Honestly, I wish these people could step outside of their religion just long enough to understand how absolutely ludicrous and preposterous it is to give someone a pamphlet that uh, quotes their particular religious book as fact. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it has the exact same, if someone had approached them with uh, a pamphlet about the Quran or a pamphlet about the Bhagavati, whatever the shit that Bhagavad is. Bhagavad Vita. Yeah, these Bhagavad are... F- these you are know? facts. It is written so. And so, you know, fact. The uh, Quran says this, therefore that. Fact. Fact. And they just fucking list it. What, does that have any sort of persuasive ability to a Christian? No. Good. So now you understand exactly how your quoting the Bible affects me. Zero, zip, nada. You can quote it all fucking day long. And it has less, I think it has less effect with an atheist, because usually atheists have fucking read the whole Bible. Right. They're very acquainted with the fucking Bible. We already know. These Christians Uh. live in this world, like Do You Believe? or uh, God's Not Dead, where they think that no one, you know when it comes as a surprise. What, there are Christians out there? As if this whole fucking country isn't just inundated with asshole Christians.
1: (laughs) Well, this thing goes on and on about that. For a while. I won't torture you anymore with that. It already has gone on. (laughs) I shall get you to the bottom line. This is the bottom line. Thank Jesus. The bottom line is, we all know that death is real and it hurts. Actually, well, only what causes your death hurts sometimes. Death doesn't hurt. You're just dead. How do they know? Yeah. yeah. In the midst of grief and loss, the good news is that Jesus Christ loves you. Even Chuck. He paid the penalty for our sins, Lay in a tomb and was raised to life on the third day in this way, conquering death and the grave. If we trust his victory, we can beat death too. Long ago, Jesus promised those who returned his love, repent of their sins and trust in his grace. I will raise him up at the last day. His promise is for you today. And then he does that two gun fingers thing. <laughs> I, wish, I wish they had a picture of Jesus doing that. Uh, so it's just a bunch of crap. Inside. So it was great. Thank you for that.
0: Again, Um, it it is extremely persuasive, all you Christians out there, uh, just to to quote the Bible in our face. It is very persuasive. Oh, my God, that had never occurred to me before. And if it says that in the Bible, well, then it must be true. At least this thing was handed to me by,
1: like, a human person. Yes. I came home the other day, got the mail in the mailbox, and I found a book in there. It's not... It's not It's not an envelope or anything. There's no name on it. There's no note card
0: or nothing. Wait a this second. Book. Are you claiming that a disembodied specter or a <laughs> robot stuffed it in your mailbox?
1: I'm claiming that a book spontaneously assembled itself in the <laughs> mailbox.
0: <laughs> well, that's... What other,
1: what other explanation could there be?
0: <laughs> the chances of that happening, Matt... Yes? Yes? ...are pretty
1: slim. I want to find out... Where does this book come
0: from? It was probably one of our listeners who's stalking you, living in your bushes right now, and just wanted to give you some material for your next episode. Maybe it's their subtle hint that it's been too long in between episodes. Right.
1: This book is called The Great Controversy, Past, Present, Future. How will it end? And then you open it. It has got the smallest typeface I've ever freaking seen in a book. Um, the first chapter is The Destruction of Jerusalem. And it ends with the controversy ended,
0: whatever. I, I don't think I can make it between those two things. And and who's the author of it again? E. G. White, Ellen G. White, uh, notoriously uh, attractionally challenged. How do you how do you politely say that she took a rock to the face? She's uh, got a great personality. <laughs> She's a sweet perfect... She's a writer. <laughs> She's a prolific writer. She's a radio voice, not a television personality. Uh, you know
1: what? I'm sorry. I'm reading the, the, the customer reviews on, on uh, Amazon under this book. <laughs> All the one-star reviews are like, this book appeared in my mailbox.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, assholes. People going around there shoving. Like apparently, there's a horde of Seventh-day Adventists going in there and shoving this right. small, tight-faced, thick book by Ellen G. White into random mailboxes. You know how much it costs on Amazon? No. One penny. Oh,
1: Jesus. I was going to say, sell it, Matt. Sell it. Plus, plus three ninety nine shipping.
0: Yeah. So but you should sell time. it for a penny and <laughs> charge $15 shipping.
1: Oh, this is, this is crap.
0: Um. A lot of that, I believe, is plagiarized from other works. Um, uh, yeah, from what I recall on our Seventh-day Adventist episode.
1: Well, just flipping through it, uh, God, most of it is just freaking Bible verses. It's totally padded. Frickin' yeah. truth, is that what you're going to say? It's just... Frickin' unvarnished yeah. truth. We also missed, I got this in the mail, the apocalypse of hope. The, well, the uh, worst of apocalypses.
0: Uh, oh, that, hope is coming! That sounds like a pretty decent apocalypse. And I was like, "Oh, that's that sounds rather pleasant." It's <laughs> the, an apocalypse of puppies. The <laughs> horsemen of war, death, famine, pestilence, and hope. And hope.
1: Hi, everybody. Hey, guys. What are you doing? <laughs> Can I go with you guys? Oh, fuck! Hope's here again. God damn it! You're oh. ruining
0: our apocalypse.
1: You shall all die. <laughs> some of you might survive. <laughs> shut, shut up. Look on the
0: bright side. <laughs>
1: Find Hope, it's a, it's, a, it's a seminar, a prophecy seminar, that came to Salt Lake City, and oh, we missed it, God Chuck, damn it, God damn it. We could have learned about stuff like New World Order, and yeah. the Eve of Armageddon.
0: Yeah, that sounds fantastic, I, I would have definitely gone. Yeah, we could have learned who the villain of Revelation was. That is not well, a, a w- complete waste of my time at all.
1: Now, there's also a continuing topics. So
0: Spoiler like, alert, the villain of Revelation is the Antichrist. <laughs> I'm sorry to spoil that for you. If You haven't can learn about
1: up, plagues upon the land, blood on the moon, uh, beauty and the beast for some reason. Uh, oh, Disney uh, movie that sounds good. Uh, the world's greatest cover up that uh, what's that? Uh, 9 11, I think. The United States and Bible prophecy, yes, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm sure that's in there. Yeah, uh, discovered a giant hole in the heavens. That's a, oh. A, <laughs>
0: Angels are falling out right and left. Uh, Near-death experiences. Matt, the, oh. uh, the mother's womb is the second most dangerous place to be. Near <laughs> that hole in heaven, that is number one. That's the worst.
1: Oh, God. When, I would have gone to this one. When the world burns. No, when the world burns in 1,000 years of peace.
0: When the world burns. Huh. That sounds like a soap opera. I think, isn't that what the Joker wanted? In Batman yeah. and the Dark Knight. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Oh,
1: I should have gone to that one. And also, finally, we could have finished it out with the world's greatest crime abortion? Uh, yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, we missed it. It was in September. Oh. Damn it. Uh, I guess we'll just have to go to conference. So close. <laughs> All right. That's it for things people hand me and stuff I unsolicitedly. Get? Worst bit ever. <laughs> <We're>... <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of that... things people hand me and things I receive in the mail for no apparent reason. That wasn't painful at all.
0: <laughs> oh. Let's do a
1: anthropological quarter. 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 quarter.
0: Do we even need to continue? That last bit was so good it should fill <laughs> everyone else up for the next several weeks. You know what?
1: Yes. Because that was all painful. That that was the stick. Here's the
0: catch. Gotcha. Now now it's gonna start to get good. <laughs> now now it is. <laughs> uh, only if I can pronounce some of these words. Um, what is this episode's <laughs> Max Anthropological Corner about this time? Homos. Again. Again. I thought we did homos last time.
1: The, gee, I can't get enough of the homos, Chuck. <laughs> Love the homo. Uh, perhaps. You and the rest of the world are aware by now that a treasure trove of human fossils have been discovered in a cave in South Africa. It's known as the Rising Star Cave, and it's about 30 miles northwest of Johannesburg, if you're, if you're going to go there, I guess. This part of South Africa used to be known as the cradle of humankind because they used to find so many different uh, fossils down there. Then it kind of got eclipsed uh, by Louis Leakey's and Mary Leakey's discoveries up in Ethiopia. Uh, but they're dragging it back. They're taking the title back. This is a really uh, interesting story, so allow me to blather on and and make it really boring for you. Yeah, they were found in a cave in South Africa. The cave is known as Rising Star. The new fossils were dubbed Homo naledi. Naledi is a uh, local language, Sotho language, that means star. Matt, did you
0: just say Homo naledi? I did indeed. I'm going to cut you off right there, Matt, because as you may or may not know, our good friend Kent Hovind ...was released from federal tax cheating... Yes. ...pound me in the ass prison after, I don't know, what, nine or ten years? Yes! Uh, he's now on parole... and He's uh, back, baby! He went straight to making videos. You might be interested that his latest video is about this very topic, Homo Naledi. Wow, what a coincidence! Let's, uh, before you give the so-called facts about uh, Homo Naledi, your science. Let's hear what (laughs) Kent Hovind has to say. Good afternoon, September 11th, a famous day in American history. A lot of controversy about that. Uh, I'm not convinced the story we're hearing is the truth, but that's okay. Kent Hovind here, glad you joined us for the broadcast, and sorry about the Bandage started just a little sore that heal I heal real quickly I can take a lot of vitamins and stuff and I heal fast and I heal right over some whiskers and they're growing under there making a big spot so Monday we're gonna go get them cut out with dynamite or whatever they do I don't know so I've got a point as soon as I could get anyway ignore the bandage <clears throat> sorry about that okay Matt I made it about thirty seconds and I couldn't take it anymore I what have no the- I have no fucking idea what Ken Hovind said about home on the Liddy what the fuck is he talking about <laughs> that was all that was all I could take. That's he it. went from like like an intro
1: to a nine eleven truther to like <laughs> talking about like he cut
0: his face or something? He like, got some massive band-aid on his face. But that doesn't slow down God's work, Matt. That was in so thirty gotta, seconds. He's gotta explain uh why he's got that massive band aid on his face. <laughs> My guess it's the herpes that he got in prison. It's the herpes. The herp. So uh take that, Matt. That I think uh definitively refutes Everything you're about to say about Homo on the uh, yeah,
1: he showed me. Um, why should I even bother finishing this now? I have to rethink everything I know. No, fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> this is a great. St- I love this story. I watched. I don't know if there's a special out already. They kind of they kind of announced it at the same time as a special. There's a whole there's a whole thing. It, it was it was ser- seriously one of the most interesting things I've ever watched on anthropology. I mean, not that that's difficult to do, but. You know, um, <laughs> anyway, two cavers, spelunkers, cavers. What do they? What do they prefer to call themselves? I like spelunkers better. Elunkers. Um, Steven Tucker and Rick Hunter. Uh, they entered a cave. They're you know just like all these guys did. They just want to get find new passageways, new uh, rooms, and um, and they did. While they're climbing around inside this one cave, the the Rising Star, one of the guys moved down to make room for the other guy. And, and they're in these tiny passageways that are, like, some places as much as only 10 inches across. And and he moves down to make room. And you you got to remember, this is completely in the dark in some freaking cave. And he's like, hey, there's room below my feet. I guess I'll just keep going down. Because, you know, why not? <laughs> um, I would freak the fuck out if I was in there. But, you know, whatever.
0: You know, I couldn't do it because I'm a little claustrophobic. So uh, if I can't turn around... Uh, That's... That's yeah. not the reason, Chuck. Oh, that's not the reason. Oh. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me <laughs> that I couldn't fit in? You'll find out. That's part of the story. I, don't want I couldn't to get fit in a 10-inch <laughs> cave? Fuck you, yeah. Matt Wakefield. There was even
1: some parts, seven to eight inches, that you, they had to get through. Seven to eight inches. I
0: couldn't squeeze my dick through that.
1: <laughs> uh, so they worked their way down through a part they called Supermind's Crawl. Uh, because you can only fit through by holding one arm against your body and extending the other arm uh, above your head.
0: Um, you can like, only fit if you're wearing a cape and underwear. Right,
1: and you're greased up. Um, <laughs> then they cross the large chamber, and then they climb down another jagged wall of rock they call the dragon's back, and, and then they find themselves in this uh, beautiful cavity, just you know, stalactite, stalagmite. Um, he gets out his video camera, and he, pu- and he puts himself in it, and he's going he's gonna to video it. He puts himself into a fissure, and uh, and he finds another empty space. So he's like, "Oh, I guess I guess I'll just go down this this tiny little hole. Already ninety feet
0: below the earth, you know." I'm amazed these people survive making I, these types I, of decisions. Right? Yeah, what's the worst that could happen? I'll just keep going.
1: Yeah, just go. It's and it's a narrow vertical chute. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what if you right. get stuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, so eventually, the
0: eventually, you're gonna pop out in China anyway. So. Oh yeah. I mean, seriously, what's the worst that could happen? Now, both these
1: guys start down. They're both both really slender people. Uh, They're just like bone and wiry muscle, right? Um, If they were any bigger, they wouldn't have fit down there, and we would never know about this. Uh, And they end up stumbling into this amazing fossil find. They get into this room, and they just see bones everywhere. So they call paleoanthropologist Lee Berger. Who had asked them, he knows them, he's like, hey, if are ever caving... That's not a real name. That's a real name. It's Me his brother. name. And uh, what, he, what this guy studies the most is he, he wants to find the origin of the genus Homo. He wants to find those fossils between about 2 and 3 million years ago, the ones that bridge the gap between Australopithecines and the genus Homo.
0: Well, Matt, since evolution isn't true, it is a fool's errand to attempt to find yes. the bridging fossils. What a moron. <laughs> Why don't you spend your time doing some real work, Lee Burrito. Burger. Oh.
1: Yeah, so like on one side of that divide, you have Osteopithecus afarensis, uh-huh. uh, aka, you've probably heard of Lucy. Uh-huh. And then the other side, you have Homo, say it, Chuck. Erectus. Erectus! Penis-wielding, fire-making, <laughs> love-trotting. They made
0: fires by rubbing their penises together.
1: Yes. Big brain... Body proportions much like ours, but there's a million-year gap there. Uh, somewhere in there, a bipedal animal evolved into what eventually becomes a modern human being.
0: Or God, or, came, God came down with uh, Adam and Eve. Right. An so, equally well-supported hypothesis. So Berger <laughs> realizes
1: the significance of so their fine. He knows they got to get the bones out. He can see from their pictures the bones have been arranged, but apparently somebody had been there years before and uh, and played with the bones. So so two reasons he wants to get them out. He doesn't want anybody else to go down there and start fucking with them. And also, he you want to be the guy. You want to be the person
0: that, that discovers these. Of course. You have an academic ego at stake.
1: Yes. Uh, so their big problem is how they're going to do that. The cavers aren't scientists,
0: and Berger... It's too Burger fat. Fit, too Burger fat. has chowed yeah. down too
1: many, too many of himself. <laughs> um, so he he organized an exhibition. He put he put the word out. He put it out on Facebook, uh, I think. Uh, basically said, we need skinny individuals with scientific credentials and caving experience, willing to work in cramped quarters. Uh, where are we going to find an anthropologist that's both skinny, not claustrophobic, you know, and wants to do this and in a week and a half, he got sixty applications
0: or more. I think it's such discrimination. Totally, it's anti-fat body I, shaming that, discrimination.
1: Uh, he chose six the most qualified, uh, and they're all they're all women. And he called them his underground astronauts. That may that may not be true. I don't
0: know. <laughs> I so think said, he he called them his bitches. No, so that I'm pretty funny. sure they were called burgers bitches.
1: So they set up this fantastic command center above ground. The cavers, these guys go, they go set up cameras. They, like, they're, they put up um, tons of, um, I don't know, like just cable, whatever, Ethernet cables to connect and hook it all up so they can watch everything that goes on. And they get these amazing scientists Hannah Morris, Marina Elliott, Becca Pexiato, Alia Gertar, I'm destroying all these names, by the way, Lindsay Eves, and Ellen Furigel. Uh, they go down the cave, they start the laborious process of removing the remains, preserving them. Uh, you know they all have to be wrapped up in bubble wrap, plastic containers, waterproof bags. They found this amazing skull fragment, and it was this crazy moment. Especially if you watch the special, they thought it was just amazingly fragile. weren't sure if it could fall apart at any moment. And 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 bringing that up, they finally get it above ground. The 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 scientist hands it off to Burger. She's like, "I'm so glad to get rid of this thing," but um, and by the fell. end, of- and it fell and shattered. Yeah, she drops it. Boom. Oh. Uh, No, by the end of it, they had removed over 1,500 bone fragments, uh, representing at least 15 individuals. Huge, fine, skulls, jaws, ribs, uh, dozens of teeth, a nearly complete foot, a hand with virtually every bone intact, uh, Minuscule bones of the inner ear, elderly adults, juveniles, infants. You know, this is just so much of the fossils we have uh, are just incomplete. Like in one scientist famously said at one point, you can fit them all inside a box, like everything we have, like a single box.
0: So what's different about Homo naledi that makes it a new species?
1: I'll get to that. But I just wanted to point out one thing. Uh, Berger did something extraordinary
0: in paleoanthropology at this point. That's and right. He of- got a team together, exclusively female, and they actually did something competent.
1: They did something. And that's not the all. Oh. Yeah, he did not keep it to himself. Most of the time you find something, you keep it to yourself. You want to write the paper, you want to figure out what it is, you want the notoriety. He wanted this, he wanted answers. And he knew if he did it himself, it was just going to take years and years. So he just opened it up and he said like hey here it is. You know, come and come and take a look, come and study it. So what this is what they're finding. Naledi looks like a blend of Homo and Australopithecine features. On the Homo side, you have um, a human esque skull uh, but with a small brain, versatile hands, long legs, and human-like feet, on the Australopithecus side, uh, you still have the plummeted shortles, the flared pelvis, and the long, curved fingers. You know, for climbing trees. Of course, there's two big questions though. How old are these bones? The sediments in the cave are—they're mixed. It's—it's providing—it's making it difficult to date. Uh, the other big question is how did they get there? And right now, it appears it is possible that they were placed there intentionally. Because they found – usually when you find remains like this, you'll find other things like animal remains or, or just a bunch of crap. Um, if it right. was like –
0: If they lived there.
1: If they lived there or, or if, if animals dragged the body off uh, to their den or if it, they were all just kind of washed in there, you'd find a bunch of junk with it. Um, but they're not. They, they're, they're, only, they're only finding these bones. Um, and they're thinking it's, if this could be a possible burial behavior. That they dragged them in there intentionally, which is that 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 sets back the timeline for this is this is only known in like basically modern couple hundred last couple hundred thousand years modern humans.
0: A pretty sophisticated behavior right. for uh, a couple million years old is that what they're thinking? Yeah, yeah. Unless they're... they were really stinky individuals and they wanted to get them out of the way yes. of the. Just uh, to campsite. down the hole. Oh god! Oh my god. god! Stinky, come on over here. Look, yeah, look, so look down this hole. Uh, so they held, a Turk, they held the uh,
1: Turkana Basin Symposium, sponsored by Richard Leakey, who's the son of uh, Louis Leakey and Mary Lou, Louie, Lucy Leakey. Louis, Louis, the Louis Leakey. Louis. Uh, <laughs> yes. Louis Leakey. They discovered the fossils of Homo habilis and Homo erectus erectus. Oh. <laughs> uh, so have they done a craniodental analysis? Yes. The the H. Naledi skull and teeth placed it in a group with Homo erectus, uh, Neanderthals, and modern humans. Closer to Homo erectus than Homo habilis? Yes. Are there tooth marks on the bones from carnivores? No. They said these are the healthiest dead people you ever see. (laughs) I'm telling you, Matt, my stinky theory is looking a lot better. It is. Uh, And have you made any progress on dating? Not yet. So that's that's the interesting part. Um, So what does it all mean? Nothing yet.
0: You'll note here, though, Matt, (laughs) that... uh, Unlike the creationists who claim that it's so circular, you date the fossil layers by the fossils that are embedded within them, and you uh, date the fossils by the layers, right? Yeah. Uh, if that were true, we would already have a date on this. Yes.
1: That was bullshit. Right now, they're just saying this is just another fine that underlies the importance of understanding evolution, uh, human evolution and evolution in general, uh, as more of a... Uh, as they say, a bushy plant than a tree or as a braided stream rather than a river. Um, you know, it's not just like that 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 line of, like, ape to man,
0: you know? Right, um, that's, that was so prominent in the 19th century. The 1800s, they thought, oh, yeah, it's just, you know, these little amoebas are, have all the, the drive, inner drive to perfection inside them, and it's just a straight line. Right. <laughs> not true. Lots of stops and starts and blind ends. Yeah. Which, you know, uh, supports a uh, omnipotent creator who's totally. tinkering around. Oh, I fucked that one up. Totally, end it. <laughs> fuck that one up. Fuck that one up. Well, this one seems pretty. No, no, fuck that one up yeah. too. No,
1: nope. I. You know what I took out of this was just that. Um, it's just like this happenstance collusion of like having cavers, uh, spelunkers, pardon, that are just skinny enough to fit down some crack. and and ballsy enough to just say fuck it let's go down there and find shit like this you know it's just like what else is
0: out there so it is a serendipitous combination of skinniness and stupidity that's right that's how you find shit like this that's right exactly
1: well that's it for matt's anthropological corner let's get on to the finish the do you believe movie review i've got it right here the ending sucked thanks for listening everybody
0: i you